Welcome, dumbheads, to MDC, the Mega Dumb Cast. In this, the high noon of season five, I'm identifying the dumbest thing on every goddamn page of MT2, the Weird Weird West, the second in a trio of time travel adventures for TSR's Marvel Superheroes RPG. Every episode is one page, every episode is short. The Weird Weird West was written by Ray Winninger and published in 1989 by TSR. Today we're discussing page 57 of The Weird Weird West. We're in the Western Heroes section. We've now covered three of the four Western heroes who are actually in this adventure. We've covered the Old West Phantom Riders, Rawhide Kid, and Kid Colt. Two-Gun Kid is coming. He's at the end of this section. But before we get there, we're going to talk about some other Western-slash-Western-themed heroes who are provided just in case somebody doesn't want to play a gunslinger when it comes time to do, like, the party split thing. Or maybe you've got six players. You know, there are only four, like, true classic gunslinger characters here, so you need a couple more options. And this section also includes almost all of the Rangers, the ill-conceived and very boring Southwestern superhero team, because I think the Rangers interacted with the West Coast Avengers and the West Coast Avengers comic. So if you're going to do an Old West adventure with the West Coast Avengers as default player characters, and you need some heroes to fill out the book, then they seem like a natural place to turn. So we've got your classic Marvel gunslingers, we've got your Western-themed members of the Rangers, and then we've got this guy, Red Wolf. I'm hoping today's episode is going to be a short one because, frankly, there's nothing here that I feel happy or comfortable talking about. This is not Phantom Rider level, but just Red Wolf was a bad idea that hopefully we can just stop bringing up in Marvel continuity. Now, I was not familiar with Red Wolf before encountering him in this book. As it turns out, I I later found, as I did a little research on him, that I did have some comics he was in. But having researched him, I understand why I didn't remember him. I'm going to start with the stats on this one, because that's how I met Red Wolf, and it's what inspired me to look deeper into him. So his stats at least are different from the Gunslinger stats. He has a fighting of Remarkable, which is better than the Assorted Cowboys. That's fine. An agility of Excellent, the same as them. Strength of Good, pretty standard. Endurance of Excellent, just like they do. Reason of Good, so he's a little bit brighter than our Cowboys. Intuition Incredible, which is very good. In fact, it's in the superhuman range. Uh, That's sort of his one basically supernatural ability. He's very perceptive. Uh, He's got a Psyche of Excellent, so good willpower on Red Wolf. Uh, And then we get the following under known powers. Quote, Weapons. Red Wolf carries two weapons. The first is a six-foot-long wooden coup stick, fighting staff, which can be used as a bludgeon or as a javelin to do 10 points of blunt damage and be thrown up to three areas. The second weapon is a flint-edged tomahawk, which can inflict 10 points of edged damage or 16 points blunt damage. So, okay, he carries a coup stick, does good damage per his strength. It is a stick, mechanically. It's like hitting somebody with a branch or broom. And then he's got this tomahawk, which is basically the same thing, except it does edged damage. Or it can do, oddly, 16 points of blunt damage. As a hokey 1980s superhero who still had to abide by superhero standards of violence, even when using clearly lethal weapons, like a tomahawk, uh, Red Wolf did a lot of, like, throwing his tomahawk handle first into people and bonking them on the head and so the bonking damage here has understandably but humorously been raised to the point that like he can hack at somebody with the blade of the tomahawk but what he really wants to do if he's serious is just kind of like hold it backward with the edge facing him and just pound him on the top of the skull with the butt of the tomahawk that's much more effective and 16 points of damage is pretty solid honestly 
over twice as much as a six shooter. So he's doing better than the Cowboys once again. But again, this is this is in the realm of what somebody with his strength would get out of like a big knife or a sword. Next up, quote, Wolf. Red Wolf has a trained wolf, Lobo, with the following statistics. Fighting, excellent. Agility, good. Strength, good. Endurance, good. Reason, feeble. Intuition, feeble. Psyche, typical. And it says that Lobo can track with excellent ability and has good edge damage. So, you know, pretty standard stats for a wolf or a big dog. Uh, For talents, Red Wolf has wrestling, thrown weapons, and acrobatics. He also has military training, and it says he can track at excellent rank, which is pretty underwhelming considering that his intuition is incredible, which I think is what you would normally use for tracking. It's your perception ability, basically. So you would think you would either use your intuition or maybe your intuition minus one, like by analogy to enhanced senses. Like Tigris, she has monstrous enhanced senses, therefore she has tracking at one rank down from that at Amazing. So you'd think, okay, his senses are incredible. He should track at remarkable. Uh, but no, he tracks at excellent. Uh, he's worse at tracking than you would expect. And that really brings us to the problem with Red Wolf that I encountered. Because like, I read this and I thought, so why is he a superhero? Because, I mean, incredible intuition is like just over what you would expect a normal human being to have. That doesn't seem like enough. Like, if you look at this guy, I mean, he's bare chested. He's holding his coup stick. He's got this kind of loincloth over pants thing happening. And he's got this big like wolf mantle that he's wearing a big wolf head over his own head. This is a look. This is not plain clothes. Like, let me just go out and see if I can help somebody. This is a real commitment to superheroing. And with what? Like, I mean, you got a stick and a tomahawk, which mechanically is not too dissimilar from a knife. Anybody can get a stick and a knife. Like, what's your thing? He does have a wolf. That's true. But again, lots of people have a big dog who will fuck up anybody who tries to mess with them. A wolf is not so far from a big dog. So this kind of left me wondering, like, what is the deal with Red Wolf? What What is he? What is he for? What does he do? I feel like I must be missing something because he's supposed to be a superhero. But all I'm seeing here is stick, tomahawk, and wolf. So I went and looked at some of his comic appearances. And it's actually very tough to tell from the comics what Red Wolf can do. I sympathize with the author because he does very little in his appearances. He's, he's rarely used. And when he is used, basically, like, he hits somebody with a stick. Maybe his wolf kind of like grabs somebody when they're running away or like jumps in a door to distract somebody at the right moment. He does the move where he throws the tomahawk at somebody and it hits him in the head with the handle and that's it. And he doesn't even always do all of that. The comic that I had as a kid that had him in it, uh, all it is is, you know, it's a, it's a fine story, but like he's basically in a coma and doctors are trying to save his life and he's having a flashback to some things he did in Vietnam that kind of traumatized him and caused him to lack confidence which is fine, but you can understand why I didn't remember. Oh, of course, Red Wolf, the stick-wielding native superhero who avenges evil in the Southwest. All I saw him do was lie on a hospital bed and think about how fucked up the Vietnam War was. So, yeah, and like his his very first appearance, he's chasing a guy through the streets, throws a tomahawk at him to bonk him, and then Vision shows up and is like, hey, hey, don't you know the superhero rules? We don't kill people, we concuss them. And Red Wolf is like, this is none of your business. And Vision is like, everything is my business. And he, you know, I mean, he's the Vision. He, he materialized his goddamn arm inside Red Wolf and Red Wolf fell over. So really all he did was use the stick and the tomahawk. I had a very hard time putting together what Red Wolf is supposed to be about. As it turns out, though, a lot of the history material in this book comes directly from the official handbook of the Marvel Universe. Uh, the author just straight up copied and pasted the history sections from that series, which is just sort of like a handbook that gives you profiles and powers of all the different Marvel heroes. Very sensible, right? Like legally he can use the material 
and somebody already did the work to go do research through the comics and get accurate representations of what their history is like there's no reason to go do that work yourself so it's great that they copied and pasted that material here it's relevant and useful once i knew that i went to the official handbook of the marvel universe to see what it says red wolf is capable of and what i found there is basically he's a guy with a stick <laughs> a tomahawk um these rules do reflect that uh he's got three major abilities he has super senses to like a middling degree which i think is Intuition, incredible, is fine for that. Would have been nice to see an actual enhanced senses power, just to clarify, but fine. He's got tracking, which again, they made him worse at tracking than he would be by normal rules. And excellent is not that impressive to begin with for like a superpower of tracking. So they kind of did him dirty on that count. He's only got so much to offer. Although I guess if I wrote this plot, I'd be pretty reticent about putting more excellent trackers into the story as well. As we know, being able to effectively follow anyone pretty much causes this story to collapse. And importantly, he can sprint for 10 miles. That's That was the most impressive thing to me. That is decidedly into the realm of the superhuman. I'm going to say that underpowering and underselling that ability is the dumbest thing on this page just because. Here's the thing. Being able to sprint for 10 miles, it's a, it's very impressive. It's not necessarily a great superpower. It doesn't come up often. Being able to sprint 10 miles is great, but it's not like Red Wolf is super fast. He can just do it for a long time, which is great for like hunting or, you know, I guess if you need to go somewhere, you'd normally go in a car, but you don't have your car for whatever reason. Like a, like when his Jeep is in the shop, he probably never has to ask his coworkers for a ride, and I'm sure they appreciate that. But rarely are you a more effective superhero because you can sprint for 10 miles. But this adventure is a rare exception to that. We're trying to save 400,000 lives, and oddly... That primarily comes down to our ability to run back and forth across the desert outside Dodge City, cover a lot of ground quickly, and without wearing ourselves out. That is precisely Red Wolf's power. Would have made Red Wolf a huge asset to the team. I mean, you can imagine a situation in this adventure where, let's say you got hung up with, like, a windstorm in the desert, so you're not making as good a time as you thought you would. Or, you know, you already schmoozed Napoleon, then you go to talk to Alexander, and over at Alexander's camp you do something that you know is going to piss off Napoleon. So it's like, okay, the alliance is falling apart. Somebody needs to go back and calm down Napoleon, fucking play Stratego with him or whatever. Get him to calm his little French tits so we can get our alliance together. Maybe the whole team doesn't want to like ditch Alexander's forces to go play Stratego with Napoleon, but we could have Red Wolf run there himself because he doesn't need to stop. He's fast, doesn't get tired. That's exactly the sort of thing you want a character like Red Wolf doing. Uh, so that should have been represented here it might have actually come up. In fact, they only gave him an endurance of excellent, which seems very low for someone who can sprint for 10 miles. Also, it's not on this page, but I would be remiss not to mention while we're here. One of Red Wolf's key things is that he has this pet wolf, Lobo, whom he acquired in his origin story in a way that we maybe we'll get into next time. We're going to be talking about like the character and history of Red Wolf next time, which is why the dumbest thing on this page is not like fucking look at him. This is a sports mascot level of distasteful representation. But anyway, this wolf, Lobo, his trained wolf, it's one of his main things. Maybe what Red Wolf is best known for, maybe like the biggest bullet point on his history now in 2021, is that there was this thing, a uh, secret invasion in Marvel Comics. It was a big like crossover event like they have constantly. And the gimmick was it, it was a secret invasion by the scrolls who are shapeshifters. So like all these people turned out to be scrolls. So like there had already been an alien invasion we didn't know about. I don't know very much about it, but I do know that Lobo the wolf turns out to have been secretly a scroll. It's not clear when this happened, 
But it is funny that, like, given the sliding timescale of Marvel Comics, where everything that's ever happened since basically the Fantastic Four got their powers in 1961, all of that is condensed at all times to be in, like, the last 15 years of real-world history. So we assume all of the Marvel stories happen within that time frame. Wolves don't live that long, and Red Wolf didn't show up until, I don't know, maybe late 70s, I think early 80s, somewhere in there. So as the sliding timescale proceeds and Secret Invasion comes to be dated like closer and closer to Red Wolf's debut, more and more of Lobo's life would have been spent as a scroll to the point where someday they may just have to retcon his origins so that like he was out there, he communed with the wolf god, he became Red Wolf, and then a little wolf cub showed up and he was like, aha, gift from the wolf god, come with me, little wolf, I shall call you wolf in Spanish. And then when he turns his back, the little wolf cub is like, <laughs> Little does he know, I exploited his one and only personality trait, his uncritical love of wolves. So I think that's wonderful. And on the one hand, it's kind of unfortunate that this is like probably the best known thing about Red Wolf at this point. On the other hand, this character sucks. So <laughs> at least at least he has something. If people didn't know that Red Wolf had a pet wolf that turned out to be a fucking scroll, I think what they would know is I have from time to time seen a big glassy eyed wolf head up above the head level of other superheroes in big group shots, and I wonder who wears that dumb wolf hat. It's Red Wolf. Red Wolf wears that dumb wolf hat, mainly in big global superhero group shots to show that all of the cultures of Earth are being affected by these events, even the cultures that Marvel Comics is really bad at handling. Speaking of mishandling of native culture, hopefully just by others and not by me, fingers crossed, join me next time when we discuss how Red Wolf got screwed over by his mystical Native American origin and how basically every other cringy native Marvel hero has been too on MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big Megasode on the top secret patrons-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact me however you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Gmail, Podbean, your favorite podcatcher, etc., etc. This episode's theme music, used under Creative Commons license, is Western Firefight 2 by Kula, whose work you can find at Kula.com. That's C-U-L-L-A-H.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>